It has been a rough week in the snake oil business, just as P.T. Barnum finally found a reputable reptile company willing to take billions of dollars to actually produce a first batch of snake oil. An actual snake shows up to the party exposing that everything was a total fraud. Hang on, wait. Oh, this, this isn't the circus snake oil episode. Sorry about that. It's been a rough week for Nikola Motors. A week ago, Nikola and General Motors announced a deal where GM would engineer and manufacture Nikola's first actual functional vehicle, the Badger truck, using GM's battery and GM's hydrogen fuel cell technology. I think Nikola's only involvement is gluing their logo on the back of the vehicle and marking up the price and selling it to you guys. Uh, but the stock market loved it. Pre-market, Nikola was up 45%. GM was up 11%, a real win-win here. Nikola would finally have a truck to sell and GM would get $2 billion of Nikola stock, a seat on Nikola's board. Uh, they get paid more to actually build GM factories to build these cars. They get paid more for each truck they make and they get paid more as ex an exclusive global fuel cell supplier for Nikola's future line of seven, eight trucks. Sound too good to be true? Yes, Hindenburg Research thought though so anyway and Thursday they published a report alleging all sorts of things and summarizing, and I quote, we have never seen this level of deception at a public company, especially of this size. Nikola founder fired back on Twitter calling the report, quote, bullcrap and promising that he would work through the night to write up a rebuttal. Today on Dumb Money Live, we're gonna dive into that response and we're gonna read between the lines and try to get to the real truth behind Nikola Motors. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Trevor Milton was a very busy man on Twitter Thursday after the Hindenburg report dropped. I, I have it here. He said at 8.30 in the morning, give me a few hours, which we waited patiently, hoping to hear his rebuttal. Then he said, it's going to take the rest of the day. That was at 10.30. And then he said, uh, yeah, maybe later today or in the morning. So, he worked on that through the night, and uh, finally on Friday, we got an eight or nine sentence uh, official statement from Nicola, not really going into uh, any great detail, but uh, basically said that uh, the report was completely misleading information and salacious accusations, and that they've hired a law firm and that they're going to take matters seriously and, and whatnot. So... <laughs> Monday, yesterday, we got a more detailed response, and that's what I want to dive into today. Like, they, they finally did kind of a, not really point by point, but, uh, and, and by the way, Hindenburg is already saying that uh, it has holes big enough to roll a truck through, but <laughs> here's, here's what they're saying in their, uh, on, their, on their website. What do you guys think about this? Dude, are you kidding me? This is 
Theranos. 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 It's it's like watching it live. Yeah. As it's happening, guys, you know this. I am obsessed with this stuff. I live for this, and to get to watch it live and participate in it, like through trading, is my dream. I told you Nicola was going to do this. I told you they were going to announce the biggest collabs ever known to mankind, biggest stock collabs, and they did exactly what they I, they said they were going to do. I was long Nicola. Which Very I can't long. believe. I sold we, out of my nickel. But I, I, I understand your theory behind it, how they are not a... It's all about them being a stock collab company, not a vehicle manufacturing company or a technology company or an yes. EV company or a hydrogen company. No, all of that. I, I know how Trevor thinks because I am so obsessed with people like this and I've studied them and I have known people personally like this. And it is, I love it. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate fraud. I, I'm not going to say that word. I hate that whole, not that he's doing No, no, it, no. Because right? we don't know. We really don't there's know. N- there's no way but to I know at this things. point, other than the things that they've specifically mentioned that they've done and their rebuttal, including, they never said that the, the picture of that 18-wheeler driving down the road was actually Dude. self-propelled. That- Shame on you. <laughs> Shame on GM. That's the biggest deal out of this whole thing. Mary, you know, their CEO, GM CEO yesterday actually came out and defended the relationship with very careful choice of words. She said they did. I think she said something like they did appropriate diligence or something like that. Suitable diligence, adequate diligence, something something along those lines. Yeah. What I think she was saying is that they did diligence for the type of deal that this is for GM, which is literally a vendor deal. It's a vendor deal. GM can't lose. So I think if it blows up later, GM comes out and says, hey, we did diligence for our shareholders, for our company. We got the stock. We got the money. We didn't lose any money on this deal. We didn't risk any. There's zero on risk this on the GM side. They're they're basically yes. they're giving they're they're getting cash to build any of the uh, expenses that go into actually getting ready to prepare one of these trucks. They're using their own R and D and their own technology. They're, they basically were given a drawing from Nikola of what this truck is supposed to look like, and then they're gonna they're gonna re-engineer it themselves and build it themselves, and then sell it to Nikola. Wholesale, and then wholesale prices, they mark it up, slap their logo on, and it's done. Yeah, look, I mean, there's no risk, but there is risk because now they look like idiots, right? No matter what happens or, like, how the deal was structured or whatever, just in the public eye, it doesn't look good that they do a deal with Nikola, and then, like, two weeks later, there's an SEC investigation into Nikola and, you know, fraud allegations. No, it doesn't look good, but they could also do— Jordan, what do they have to lose— how do you think the public eye views what GM do they in have 2020? To win, what do they have to win if they're going to go partner up with a company that, you know, you don't really what know? What do they have to win? They have $2 billion to win. Plus, the, if Nikola ever turned into a legitimate automaker, they have an exclusive deal to provide the actual technology for this tech company. Uh, and they would, I mean, it's a, it's a winning partnership. $2 billion of stock up front, Jordan. plus they continue to get paid when they start making these, if if and when they start making these vehicles, which the reality is, 
Nikola has the money to pay to do these, and if people will buy this truck, it actually legitimizes the whole thing. It could make Nikola into an actual, not a car maker, but a brand. They are a brand they're deal. Just a, yeah, they're like a they're a they're a logo and a design. And people love it. Yeah, people love that logo expensive. for some reason because it sounds like Tesla. Listen, here's the deal. GM, if I were GM and they might do this, they're going to sell their Nikola shares right over the next year or two, and they're going to get that $2 billion cash. Do you know how far, Jordan, $2 billion in cash goes to helping develop just battery tech and stuff like that? I, yeah, mean, like, look, I mean, if the shares hold up, right, we'll have to see what happens. If, and, and you know what, like, it, but it's, listen, the shares have held up even over the last however many months when there's been crazy stuff put out there about this company. So now GM is probably thinking in their head, well, with GM as their partner, they have a better chance of holding up than ever before, right? So I actually think they might, who knows, they might hold up. GM gets all this cash and then they get this brand out there that's going to do experimental stuff, Jordan, with like design and all stuff. Where, by the way, you know how cool it is to have Nicola do experimental stuff with design and trying to sell a truck that might be a flop, but might be great. And GM doesn't care because they win either no way. Cost. They don't have yeah. to, they don't have to do that. The they don't have to do they the design research. They don't have to do anything. They, they don't have to do the marketing. They have this other company that's going to do all of that stuff. By the way, Jordan, they have a company that's going to spend billions and billions of dollars to do nothing but market this truck that GM gets all the benefit from if it works, all the battery innovation that GM's going to get to do to develop for and this. No right? And no downside risk it, other than public I, opinion. I, what I'm saying though is like you have to like you have to you have to get to a certain point in any automotive production cycle before you start making money. So you have to make a certain you've got tooling, you've got all sorts of stuff. So they are going to have to invest. Um, no, they're not. Because Nikola is giving them seven hundred million for the tooling and stuff yes, up front. Right. So Nikola is no, spending no seven hundred million dollars in cash to GM to do all that. And Nikola I mean, can do it. They have the cash. They the have raised all this deal. money. If, if uh, unless they get into like, a big shareholder uh, lawsuit, right, and then they have to provide compensation, right? I mean, they they could they could lose that money. That's a possibility. Uh, I'm sure that GM is making uh, Nikola as part of this put money in a reserve account that that's for this that can't be that's no longer theirs like it's going to be gone in a month from now when the deal closes i'm sure that part of the deal is nicola has to put this cash someplace else that sits in in a in, in a you know An escrow uh, account escrow yeah. account and if that wasn't a part of the deal before i bet it is now backing out of the deal what did i read somewhere that gm was thinking about backing out of the deal or was that a rumor no, they came out yet. Yeah, that's the that's the shame part. Their their CEO came out yesterday and literally quasi supported. She's like, no, 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 no. We did our work, and she came on the news and she she supported it. She's like, listen, this is a good deal. We did our we did our due diligence. It's going to help us here and there and there and all this stuff. So they're in, man. I mean, there's always a possibility they can pull out because if it gets ugly with the SEC investigation, yeah. but, but there's no reason to pull way, out. The there's no downside. Yeah, the SEC investigation could blow this deal up if it happens. Like, if that, right. there's news yesterday that came out last night, Bloomberg reported on it that there is the SEC from sources. They have sources that are saying the SEC is actually investigating the claims against Nikola, not Nikola's claims against Hildenberg, like Trevor's yeah. saying. Now, I don't know what to believe, but that's what sources are telling. News outlet. Bloomberg reported that I um, saw and yesterday. If that's true. Yeah, if that's true, that could blow up the deal. I think that's why that's why Nikola is down today because of that information that came out last night. 
I am now shorting Nikola. I have puts on Nikola since what, 38, 39 bucks a share, 39 bucks. So I, I, I listen, now that the cat's out of the bag, I, it's a whole different world for Nikola. Yeah. Whole different world. Like they, they, it's going to be fascinating to see how it ends. I don't know for sure. Do you know for sure? I don't know Nobody for sure like for how sure. it ends like temper in the next year. You know what's funny about this? Like we all kind of suspected that there was something going on. Um, and kind really, of suspected. Actually, no, we. I've been. I've been on a full-on rant about how this is right. the non-existent tech company. They're not a car company. Right. It's. It's my favorite stock to hate. But did you expect um, it to blow up this quick? Um, I'm kind of surprised it took this no. long. Yeah. I I did not expect it to blow up this quick, Jordan. I'll tell you why. I thought that they would continue to do what I would c- consider to be semi low key but still meaningful partnerships that would never put come to fruition for at least 2 years like the U-Haul one I put out yeah, there. That, that, that uh, was an imaginary U-Haul one where you thought that a, a perfect collab for them would be to build the front of a U-Haul and U-Haul puts the back on because they actually did have a collab with a garbage company, right? That they were going to company. they were going to make the front half and I don't know. They they at least made a mock up so of what that thing. would look like. You know what this does? This basically puts Nikola front and center of the world with a microscope now. Now they're doing a deal with GM. Whoa! Like every now everyone's like, wait a second, dude. It's now they caught the eyes of, you know, some of the biggest short sellers on the market. Everyone's going to attack them now. Uh, GM is like doing a big celeb deal, right? So all of a sudden, now everyone wa- wants to dig a hole, be- prove that GM did something crazy, right? Because it's more, it's more of an interesting story totally. for America, right? It's before it was just we talked about Nicola, but the average person, right? yeah, a bunch of people, you know, you know in what? the Robin it's Hood funny. and stock twits and and that sort of thing. But it's it's become a real story. It was it was the uh, it was a top story on every news outlet that I watch anyway. Uh, yeah, I I know. I'm just saying, broad based America, it's not into investment news, right? And and. We know the automotive industry as good as anyone. We've been in it. I've been in that industry in and out since I was a teenager. Um, I've worked with manufacturers. I've worked at multitude of car dealers. We were, you know, we were in the software business working with manufacturers. You know, people look at GM and they think, oh, they've got to be really smart. Dude, the people that work at these manufacturers, they are not who you think they are. You think, you think in 2020 that automotive manufacturers are getting top innovative talent come dude you're out of your mind dude the, the, you think gm wouldn't make a mistake do you not remember the theranos deal i mean i mean do you not know who invested in that who has partnered on that all the people that they fooled along the way like if you think that gm is like the gold standard for vetting for vetting a, a company like this they didn't need no to way. vet it. It's not like they were trying to have some actual partnership. No, they just accepted an order, basically, and a bunch of stock. And ex- to, to be willing to take the order, they had to take $2 billion of stock. Like, they weren't going to touch it. Like, no, we don't want to make your truck. Oh, $2 billion of stock? Okay, I guess as long as you pay us for the factories, and if you if you pay us for the things that we have to build, and you pay us for every... So we have no out of... There's no downside risk. There's nothing we have to do other than make this truck to our own 
technology. We're going to do the engineering. Okay, yeah, we'll do it. Except a big, except a big freaking distraction from like what whatever they're going to be. But they were going to be doing right? it anyway because I mean, now they've got to like now they've got to divert all these resources to do all this instead of trying to electrify the the Sierra, which is probably what they should. But be what on. they were going to do anyway was basically develop fuel cell technology for their own cars. They already have it. They're they're basically using stuff that they were developing anyway to add to this company, this random company that said, hey, would you build our cars for us and use, just make them GM, but we'll put our name on them. By the way, like I took a look and I don't know, you never know if these things are the truth, but I looked at the GM fuel cell tech and all that stuff and the batteries they're using. And I can be, when it's compared to Tesla, it's nowhere, you know, again, I don't know if whether the believe it's nowhere near up to par in terms of what they're doing. Now, maybe they're working on some crazy stuff for this Nikola deal over the next year I don't think they're working anything crazy for the Nikola deal. I think they're just going to continue down the path that they were going to anyway, which includes EV, which includes battery, which includes hydrogen fuel cell. It includes all of that. That's on their product roadmap anyway. And they're just going to also, in addition to doing whatever they do under the GM brands, they're going to also make the Badger and maybe other things. And then also provide that same, they, they have this exclusive arrangement now for the bigger trucks. So if those ever happen, whoever makes them, I I can't wait. I told you this a hundred times. I can't wait for the movie because what's even more interesting about this story that's ha- unfolding as we speak is the background on Trevor. If you look at the companies that he was involved with, that he you know helped start, and how those all you know went, and and the claims that people are making against him, I, I think it's just it's fascinating to read into the background and and to see how these people get to this point where they can pull off something like this is just so cool. Um, I mean, 2020 is such a crazy time to be alive, to be an investor, to be involved in business, because you can do anything if you have, you know, <laughs> if you have the wherewithal to go out there and try. I mean, you, do, you can literally do anything. It's the perfect I mean, you time. Deck a billion dollar company. It's unreal, quite honestly. You, well, with, with, so, so with Nicholas, especially, it's like, and, and with Theranos, you know, also, it's where do you draw the line between this is something that we're going to build in the future and then this is the technology that we currently have, right? Yeah. And because you've got to you've got to draw that line somewhere, and like you've got to sell the future, in a, right? But you also have to actually be making progress towards it in a believable manner uh, to yeah. be able to actually tell that story. But also, um, like, what, what it after this story? I think the thing that people are skipping over that's so incredibly important is Nikola was always supposed to be more than just a design company that has a design, uh, literally a picture of a pickup truck. It was supposed to be a company that had proprietary tech, proprietary, you know, uh, the inverters, the battery tech, like all that stuff. They've, like, been, that they've been taking be... pre-orders for vehicles since 2016. One month yeah, into yeah. their, they founded the company, and then one month later they announced that they had already taken more than $2 billion of pre-orders for the Nikola One, which they then changed some things, and then the they released a new version of a drawing of a Nikola and they called it another, they called it Nikola one again, but that vehicle still doesn't exist. And one of the allegations is that all of these pre-orders that they have don't actually exist, that they took $3 billion of pre-orders from a single company that only has a billion dollar valuation. Hey, you know, like this is, this is this is the story of Nicola, man. It's gonna play its way out. Uh, let's just watch it, okay, guys. 
I will be shorting it. Um, <laughs> that said, who knows how this is going to play over the next few months, but I don't think that it ends well. Uh, I just really don't. I don't think it ends well. I, yeah, I don't either. I don't like the people involved. Uh, I don't like how it started. I don't like the documents. I don't like how they came out and rebutted. They didn't do any rebuttal in my mind. I think they literally came out and said, well, we just didn't mean it in that way. We never technically said the car, the truck was on its own, you know, drivetrain. We didn't say we weren't pushing it down. It is true that they didn't specifically say that this is a vehicle powered by our technology driving up this hill. They did tilt the camera so that it looked like it was going uphill instead of down. And they did, in the description of the video, say it's a 1,000-horsepower vehicle. But they didn't say that the 1,000-horsepowers were actually making the vehicle go forward. They just showed a picture of that happening. Man, it's fishy. I do want to be mindful Uh, of time because I know you're very excited about this propane trade that uh, I'm not very excited about. So I'm glad to keep talking about Nikola for as long as you want. But we are looking at uh, 11.27 right now. So what do you want to do? Let's do it, man. We've got, we got to get the propane, dude. I've been waiting all week to talk about propane, Dave. Are you kidding me? Let's I know we've got a lot of subscribers that are excited about propane. I too. did see that in the yeah, live chat. Hell- People were pumped about your propane. But look, now they're Yeah, I mean, about Jordan, this. I feel like you're a propane guy, too. You, you can appreciate this. I I'm not a... I, I actually... Well, I'm, you know what I really... I like Hylion. Is it Hylion? Is Helium, that the spec? I believe it's called, yeah. Helium? Shell is the. I really like their, their, like, their stock symbol the is docu- Shell, like Shell Company. I know. It's awesome. S-H-L-L, I own it, man. I own it. But, I own it. I but I will tell you, from like with that PDF that I found, uh, that investor deck, um, I really, I thought they, I thought it made a lot of sense to go through that uh, propane uh, power plant in a, in addition to the um, electric motor. I thought, I mean, I thought that was a really good. Uh, a really good idea. But, you you know what? Tre- Trevor also made some really nice PowerPoints, and he had some really nice things to say about how much money you would save by converting your vehicles to his technology. His previous company was was all about converting vehicles to compressed natural gas technology, and apparently, apparently, allegedly, he uh, had a big order, but uh, they wanted to test and see if he could make a certain number, and he could only do five, and then they sued him, and then he <laughs> shut down that business, allegedly. That's, that's what I read. Uh, cool. cool. Can we talk about propane? Please, tell me what you think about propane. And I'll tell you what I've learned about propane. (laughs) All right. All right. So as you know, I own a restaurant, okay? Yes. And my restaurant is actually doing exceptionally well for being in the middle of a pandemic. Why? Because my restaurant has one of the biggest and best patios in the city that is true and it keeps getting people, written up in every local publication about where is the where do you go eat outdoors chelsea corner's the place to be that's right me and my buddy lynn we bought it because we both worked there in college and now we own it and it's doing great but it's doing great because of our patio because people don't want to be inside during a pandemic okay so The thesis, the primary thesis, and there's a lot of thesis that roll into this trade, but the primary thesis is that this fall and winter, you will see an abnormally large number of propane-based heaters on patios of all kinds of places, whether they be restaurants, uh, anything, any place that's trying to attract people is going to try to figure out how to pull them into their place 
but keep them warm, but have them be in a safe place, you know, outside. So we are seeing an uptick in search demand for patio heaters, unlike I have ever seen in my I life. I agree with okay? you so far. Never. Everything you've said, I agree with Never. so far. Okay. Now, here's what you need to understand about this company. Suburban Propane Partners, okay? They are one of the largest and most professionally run retail propane companies in America. Now, what does that mean? They are the guys that if you want to run your house on propane, if you want to have a propane tank outside of your house that you use for gas or cooking or anything you want, right? Um, they will install that tank. They will come in. They will check the levels of propane every month, and they'll fill it with propane and charge you, okay? Now, they also sell propane in those tanks, right? You've seen those tanks you could hook up to your barbecue grill, yeah. um, the same tanks that they use in the patio heaters that we keep talking yeah, about. The ones you go pick up at the front of Home Depot. Places. You basically, the, these are just those, those canister things. Like if you don't have hardwired right. natural gas or whatever, you pick up a propane tank. So here's the history, and you have to understand the history. The company is about 50% enter not enterprise business, small to medium business, basically companies that use that stuff for their restaurants, for patio heaters, to kind of all that stuff. And it's about 50% residential, people that use propane for their house, whether it's for their barbecue grill, their fire pit, or honestly, heating up their whole house or their kitchen. A lot of people do this in rural areas. So when the pandemic hit, well, first of all, last winter was a really warm winter. That's like, that's like as bad as it gets for a propane company because they need a cold winter. Because when it's cold, you use more propane for the residential business and for the business, the business side of their business. A lot of propane is used so in agriculture. And actually in 2019, there was a shortage of propane regionally not nationally but regionally where uh where some agriculture was affected by that continue yes they, they do that they do serve to ag agriculture as well but what really killed them guys what really killed them was the warm winter okay so they had a warm winter and right after the warm winter guess what happened that the pandemic hit and nearly every restaurant in the country closed down. So all those businesses that would buy propane literally stopped buying propane from them. So they had a one-two hit. Ready? The company gets cut in half. Their valuation falls by 50%, basically. They cut their, not their dividend, they cut their distribution by half because they're, they're, they are an LLC. What that means is rather than paying a dividend to their shareholders, they actually distribute profits out to their shareholders, okay? Like a private company does. So they you get a K-1? You get a K-1 with the company? Yes, you get a K-1 yep. with the company. So they cut their dividend by 50, their, their distribution by 50%, okay? That was terrible. But guess what, guys? This summer with the pandemic, they actually had a decent quarter this last quarter. They reported in August. Why? Their business customers were still doing bad, but the residential business was way, way up, all right? Because why? People are at home. When people are at home more, they're cooking at home. And while we don't cook with propane, that much of it, there's a lot of people in this country that use propane, big propane tanks, to cook at their house. Even more people use propane to grill. Do you know what, guys? I used to grill once every two to three weeks. I've been grilling three to four times a week 
okay? Now, I have natural gas, but a lot of people grill with propane, okay? So tremendous demand for propane from the residential side. So here's the play. Here's the play. Going into the fall and winter, I think that residential business continues to maintain and even creep up. Hopefully, we get a cold winter. That has to happen, okay? Warm winter, this trade is dead. But if the residential business stays up because people continue to grill and grill and grill, right? And now we have the business side of their business that they sell to, mainly restaurants and hotels, right? They're trying to get people to come and be outside. They're going to be, I'm going to use twice as much propane in my restaurant this winter. I know it. Twice as much, okay? You know the irony in that? And I talked to my business partner, Lynn. Propane is not cheap. And it probably doesn't even make sense for us to do this. But restaurants in general are bad operators. They don't know what they're spending. They just know they want people in their restaurant. And to get people, they need to have heat outside because no one wants to come inside. So they got to have propane. You know, it might not be the best the best business decision to spend all that money on propane, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it, okay? So I think they're going to nail it with residential. They're going to nail it with business. The stock is 40% off their highs. The only thing that could screw up this trade in my mind is a warm winter, okay? So if we have a warm winter, the trade is dead. If we have a cool, even a normal winter or a cool winter, I love this trade. My well, counter to this trade, it. though, that's, is that according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, we are at a five-year low in propane prices. It's not expensive right now. It's it's at the five-year low. It's not as low as it's been maybe 20 years ago, but we're, we're not talking about super expensive propane right now because... Like you say, there was not any propane being bought. So the one thing I see going here is this company has taken a hit and has room to bounce back. But I don't really see this as being a, a major play. There's there's not... Here's what I don't understand about low that. Propane, so like, why do you see low matter, propane? Right? Because they're just, they, they just upcharge whatever they can buy it yeah. for, right? So they just get a spread... So it doesn't really matter if it's a low or high price, right? Now, I will but a low price means that the, the shortage value. isn't actually there. They actually must have too much right. propane because... It's not about shortage, Dave. It's not about supply. It's not about shortage. I'm not saying there's a propane shortage. I'm It's about demand. It's about how much propane people want to use. We can, they can make more propane to serve demand. It's about how much propane they're actually using. So... I, I last I, night I tried to see if I could find a propane heater to buy. Easy to do. I could in I could have one delivered on Amazon tomorrow. I found I, I was checking supply to see if I could actually find supply at, and within within a ten minute drive of my house, a single brand has eleven different locations within a ten minute drive where I can drop off my old propane tank, pick up a new one. They also do home delivery now. I did not find any evidence that there is a difficult time finding propane right now. Who's but there's not, it's not difficult time, yet. and why would you even assume that? Yeah, it's like, not even like, cold outside yet, and that's what he's talking yeah. about: is space heaters. So the grilling is one portion. It's going to be. That'll probably be constant, right? And then when winter kicks in, that's when you get the peak because you have heating. You don't, needs, right? you don't want a supply shortage here. You want the right. supply chain to be moving and grooving and handling all this stuff. Um, the thing, it's, it's not about the, even the tanks. It's about how often things are getting refilled and replaced and how often people are taking their tanks back to get them refilled over and over and over. And how and what and what Suburban Propane Partners does a lot of, Dave, is they're the guys, like my restaurant, we contract with a Suburban Propane Partners or a company like them 
they literally just come out twice, three times a yeah, week, and they're just replacing right. tanks all the time. So yeah, and so I think now, the only people that really want high prices, Dave, are the drillers, right? I think if you're a middleman, it doesn't really matter. You just you're just wanting to distribute as much as you can possibly distribute. Now I will say this. Hold on, let me say this to Dave's point though. What what suburban propane partners does is they hedge propane prices. And since prices have been coming down last year, they actually took a loss on, on their, their hedge. hedge. What yeah. Dave is saying is really a slight negative for the company because what's going to happen again this season is the hedge that they put into place was a big waste. So they're, they're going to lose like eight or nine million bucks, I think, because they, they hedged in case prices go up. They have a hedge. That hedge was basically worthless now because they're buying, they're actually buying the propane higher right than the actual cost dropped so it's what dave's saying is a negative technically for the company but it's a small ne negative relative to the large cyclical thing going on with people spending more time at home therefore using more propane mainly for cooking and i actually sent you guys uh, a couple of uh, uh uh excerpts from our discord channel this morning where someone was calling propane dealers and they were confirming that propane usage is up mainly due to the pandemic. Um, uh, and, you know, propane prices are down. That, that is true. But the usage is up. Now, I think the best way to look into this, guys, let's take a look. And by the way, Dave, there is definitely propane is uh, sold out in many areas of the country already. I've been checking that on Twitter. But a, a good place to look is Google Trends. I think that's could we maybe we pull up a couple of Google Trends chart just on patio heater is a good thing. Patio heater spikes every November. Okay, it spikes in November. But if you look at this five-year chart for the U.S. on patio heater, you'll see a huge spike that happened right now in early September. So we are seeing a November winter level spike in the month of September. Look at that. That is just insane. Insane. Um, if you look at another thing called Fire Pit, Dave, let's check out Fire Pit, a five-year on Fire Pit. Uh, a lot of Fire Pits operate off of wow, that's a that's a new high. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I'm talking about, right? May. So that, that's, just, the, that's the stay-at-home... Uh, I know I'm going to be here for a while. I'd like to be able to sit outside. I mean, they're doing this in May, preparing for Dave, winter. Prepare, Dave, why don't you look for just propane fuel? People that are looking for propane fuel, okay? That's five years on propane fuel U.S. I'm not seeing anything uh, out of the ordinary there. Uh, it should be. The one I have is ticking up towards the last, basically. It's, it's ticking it, up it, a little. It's nothing crazy there. Yeah. And then look at power out. You know, power outage, generators. This plays into uh, <clears throat> this plays into our generator trade, right? Our generator generac trade. Mm -hmm. With power outages, these generators that are going, we know that there's a huge spike in generator demand. Now, what do generators operate off of? Either gas or propane, okay? So there, it, it is perfectly aligned with everything that's happening right now with power outages, generator use, right? Storms, fires, um, people spending time at home, wanting to do more stuff outside, they're cooking more, right? 
And now we have the restaurant trade coming in where restaurants are desperate to get people at their place. The only way to do that is with propane patio heaters. Um, I just I love I love this trade because it's off radar. And listen, social arb investing is all about identifying change that's happening, change in our culture, in consumerism, uh, change in behavior. Right. And if you could identify that change early and connect that change to companies that would be either benefited or harmed by that change before Wall Street and the investing public makes that connection, there's an opportunity to arb that change. Right. And that's what we do. And this is a perfect, really a perfect example of where we're identifying the change a little early. Dave, I will agree with you. We won't know for sure for another month or two the degree that there's a massive amount of demand on propane, but you have by then it will be too late. The trade will be too late, yeah. right? And I will also say that we need a cold winter. If it's a warm winter, that's a real problem for this company. And so I'll be watching that very closely as we get into the October, November to see if we're going to have a warmer, cooler So winter. beyond... Uh- Beyond Google Trends, have you seen people talking about this online? Is there any other social signals? Yeah, I mean, I have. If we just go on, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't send you any tweets, but if you just go on to Twitter and just look at, you know, I was looking at propane sold out, right? I was already finding instances uh, where people are having issues uh, okay, here. Propane like, sold uh, out today, see, like uh, lines at the gas pump, stores yeah. are packed, propane sold out. But that's from 2017. This is from 2009. So how, oh, I, I need to filter. I, I don't know what you're looking at. I'm looking at 2000. I just did propane sold out. What Are you looking at top or late? Uh, you got to look at latest, latest yeah. right? So there's so the propane sold out has to do with this summer when we're having the storms and issues like that. Um but if you look at same thing, I'm going to look at patio. You know, let's look at patio heater uh, sold out. Let's see what's going on so there. So August 25th, Better? more places okay. sold out of propane than fuel uh, because brisket is considered essential. Um, okay, ready for this, T- Dave? Type in patio heater sold out because I think that's a more interesting one because that's that is actually what's going to drive the propane usage. So like by the time propane starts selling out, the trade is too late. So what are the things that would precede propane selling out? Patio heater sold out. That that's the keyword combination we want to look for, right? So Got it. Amazon's commercial patio heater is already sold out. That was September 3rd, okay? Uh Better hurry to get that patio heater. We just got one, but the first few models we tried to order were already sold out. Is the patio heater going to be available to buy online as it's been sold out all day? I mean, these are just these are things that they're they're just early signals, right? Just early signals. And we've seen the search traffic. Um, we'll continue to track the buzz for this, but I think everything is aligned for this company. And the fact that they're sitting here at what, 40% down from pre-pandemic highs. Why? Because they cut their they cut their distributions in half, right? So it makes sense. Well, Chris, I'm seeing I'm seeing very few people actually talking about this. We we have one from September saying that better better hurry and get that heater. Uh, very, you know, already sold out. But then I'm in latest, and once you get past the ads, 
which I'm getting so many ads on Twitter lately. Um, Pat, are you leader sold out latest September 3rd, June 21st, April, but then after four or five tweets, I'm, I'm now looking at tweets from 2019. Yeah. There's, there's so few. You got to remember Dave, so you have to understand something. It's September. People are not, it's literally 90 degrees in most of the country. Okay. The fact that we're seeing people in late August, early September, talking about patio heat, they're looking for patio heaters that are sold out, is actually insane because nobody's buying patio heaters right now. Like, if you can tell from the search, people buy patio heaters in November, not in early September. This is an absolute anomaly. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy so, that patio heaters would be selling on early September. So what's the trade? Is the, and, and what is this? Is the this high conviction? Is, is this low conviction? It's For me, it's really difficult to be high conviction on something that has an element to it that is more important than the piece of information you're trading. And the element here is the whether we have a warm or cold winter. So if we get a cold winter, this will move from where it is today, which is medium conviction, to high conviction. But right now, for me, it's a medium conviction trade. I bought 15,000 shares of Suburban Propane Partners, uh, and I plan to hold it until I can figure out the degree to which we're going to have a warmer, cold winter. If it looks like we're going to have a really warm winter, I'm going to get out of this trade. If it looks like we're going to have a really cold winter, I'm going to probably double down on this trade. And if it looks like we're going to have just a moderate, normal winter, I'll probably stay exactly where I am right now. That's my trade. What do you think? I'm just uh, I'm just checking the uh, Farmers Almanac to see what they say is going to happen this winter. Oh, don't even! <laughs> I thought Stop. the Farmers Almanac was like just totally random because it has no uh, it has no reality. I mean, they say it's based on time tested weather formulas, so it has to be real, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, I am. I'm telling you right now, I am out on this trade. I'm I'm zero Why? conviction. Why? Why? Because I don't, I see there's, the, the upside is they've already been hit down and they could come back because just seasonally they're going to come back. But I just don't see a big information edge here because the information you have is limited to a very small subset of people and some more searches for patio heaters. But I'm still able to buy one. But but that's, but you got to remember guys, when we did our recreational vehicle trade early in the summer which i was like, in it on. was just i was i was absolutely in on that one i know but is intuitive sense people are spending more time outside they want to ride recreational vehicles now people are also spending more time outside and at home they're cooking more at home they're grilling more at home that when they are going to restaurants they want to be outside where you need patio heaters literally every single dot connected to the pandemic does nothing but support things that forces you to use more propane, not less. So unless we get a warm winter, I don't see how this is anything but really good for this company. Now, I will say one thing, though. The company is small. Um, when you have a small company like this under a billion dollar market cap, there's a, generally a lot of risk because even one fund starts to sell, even if they're doing great, even if they do better than expected. That could collapse the entire trade. There is not a liquid market for this company. When you don't have a liquid market for a company, even if you're right, you can lose. 
because one large seller that wants to exit their position they've been in for seven years, they might want to exit into strength, and they don't care if they lose 10% on the trade because if, you know without the strength, they would have lost 50% trying to exit that massive position. So this, you know, this is an $850 million company. They are paying an 8.95% dividend or however they're doing that. Distribution. Um, yeah, Jordan, like I want to know, right? I wanna know what you think, Jordan. Because Chris is Chris is out of control on this trade. I think let's let's hear the voice of reason. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to go really big on this, right? Because I mean, there like like Chris said, there's really two huge risks here, um, and so yeah, I might, I might buy some just to kind of play it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go huge into it like Peloton or something like that. And neither would I. I only have a quarter yeah. million dollars in it. And, you know, right. Peloton, I have like. Four or five Psst, quarter million. Yeah, after you have my options up, right? <laughs> so, so um, I would max out about half it, that in this company. It has to be it has to be sized appropriately for us. And by the way, I'm going to remind everyone right now, in case you're confused, we are not financial advisors, don't and we know our what trades. our risk is. Don't know what this is. Don't ever trade based on what we're saying. Don't ever, ever, ever do that. Okay, seriously. Like you've got to do your own research. And you figure out what your own risk tolerance is. But this is what we do. This is all about learning the methodology behind social edge, social arb. Uh, that's all this is about, right, guys? I love this trade. I love it because it fits perfectly in my social arb world. It's exactly what the type of trade that I look for. I'm really proud of our Discord community for sourcing the trade um, and vetting the trade. And I'll be in there with these guys continuing to vet the trade. That's what I need to do. I actually have not spent time looking into this trade specifically in Discord. So I need to read their research before I make my decision. All right, Dave. I like the open-mindedness there. Always open. Now, you're still open about Peloton too, right? Well... Speaking of, I'm I'm always open. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that Peloton is is a Nicola in my mind. No way. Peloton's an awesome company. I think that they're going to do well. I would like to uh, see them succeed and thrive and be the Apple of fitness bikes. But I also prefer Apple. And if Apple wants to do fitness, uh, fitness that you can watch on your iPad or your Apple TV, which I know you can watch Peloton videos on your Apple TV and on your iPad, but I'm more of an Apple fanboy than a Peloton fanboy. And we're less than 10 minutes away from them starting their live uh, thing. So this is this is super exciting. Let's let's talk Wait, a little both, about what so we're hold expecting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They both have a press conference going on at the exact same time, yes. right? So that means the something is up. No, we know something. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily apple and apple I, announces their the apple does these events all the time every time they release new products they uh they basically do these events this is a you know normally it would be at the uh, steve jobs stage and tim cook would get on yeah. stage this one's going to be virtual it's going to be pre-recorded very similar to the worldwide developer conference and that was that was so fun to watch by the way i, I love apple but anyway uh they're going to do something similar today Peloton, they don't really have a history of what they do. This this may be their first. I mean, they've only been a public company for a year. This this might be their first like analyst day, investor kind of conference. But it does happen to line up with the exact same start time and duration as the Apple event, which is curious. But I'm not actually well, expecting. Curious. I'm not expecting any crossover between these two events. Are you, Chris? Okay. I think, listen, I don't expect anything. I run scenarios, okay? So they announced these meetings on the same day, by the way. They, meaning the day they both announced they were going to do this meeting was on the same day. 
for the same day at the same time. Which and is by really the way, odd. just after um, Peloton did an Apple Watch integration into their new bike too. And just after Peloton earnings as well, which happens. Yep. It's not like totally unconventional for a company to do that, by the way. Um, but it's still a little bit suspicious. So here's what's really interesting. Peloton, some of their big uh, fitness instructors have said to expect a big announcement soon. We don't know what the announcement is or when it's going to come. So that's really interesting. I, have, I saw that um, on Twitter where one of their one of their big guys, one of their trainers, what, said a big announcement what is soon. Expected, what is expected today is for Apple to announce Apple Fitness with a fitness subscription, meaning there's likely going to be some subscription for Apple Fitness which is supposedly a competitor to like a Peloton digital or any of these digital apps out there. So basically any trainer in the world can go on Apple Fitness and you can get their training through Apple Fitness and Apple takes part of that revenue, right, through the Apple. So Apple gets a subscription. I don't know how it's all going to work, but my thesis, guys, and I tweeted about this last night, my thesis is really interesting. It's a long shot, but I think... If you look at Peloton digital subscriptions, the $12 a month subscription, if you don't own a Peloton bike, Peloton has said that that subscription is a break-even product, meaning they spend just as much money to acquire that digital subscriber as they do making the $12 a month off that digital subscriber. So then they make no money off that, that digital subscription. The entire purpose of that digital subscription is to then acquire Peloton bike and tread customers who, once they purchase Peloton hardware, are forced to pay the more expensive $40 a month all-access subscription, okay? And, so and Peloton for Peloton, their subscription said, revenue is, is only something like 1% of their revenue. So it's the subscription is not big for them. I, I, I love your thesis here, where if if they were basically to give it away and use Apple just as a, a an acquisition for hardware, it makes sense for Peloton, and I it might make sense for, for Apple. No, no, Dave, Dave. Dave, you're, you're wrong in one place. The subscription revenue is the future of Peloton, but it's the $40 a month subscription, not the $12 a month. It's the one that's tied to the hardware where they have very little drop-off and it's much meatier. But why not say, Apple, you know what? Why don't you do the subscription piece for the digital, meaning Apple charges 10 bucks a month, whatever they want to charge, and Apple Fitness subscription comes with full access to all the Peloton subscribers. Don't you think Tim Cook would love that if he could announce today that, you know what, with well, Apple what? Fitness, you get all of Peloton, all the subscribers. And you know what, Peloton doesn't have to spend one penny marketing to get people into their ecosystem of getting, what they want is people to become basically addicted to their instructors and the Peloton experience. Because once you do, Peloton be believes and has already said that their number one acquisition tool is getting people who are on the digital subscription to buy a bike and upgrade. They've already said it. that's their entire business model. So why not give that piece to Apple, increase the size of the Peloton digital funnel by like 100x, right? And they could just give that piece away. They'll still do Peloton Digital if you want to do that separately. But for the most part, give it to Apple and then just get people to upgrade to Peloton bikes. They'll sell a lot more bikes, a lot more $40 a month subscriptions. I bet you Apple is going to tell Peloton, well, if anybody upgrades from an Apple Fitness to buy a Peloton bike and then actually ends up getting the $40, <clears throat> 
we still want to keep a piece of that. And Peloton's like, that's fine. We'll give you a piece of that. That's cool. Yeah. And so everybody wins. Apple wins. Peloton wins. If that gets announced today, guys, and I don't know that it will. It's a long shot deal. That would be huge. Yeah. Here's Peloton. my thing. I don't even and know Apple. what else Apple could do, right? Are they going to come out with their own content? Or are they just going to like... Because that would be... They're going to come out with their own content. I think they're going to have Apple... Peloton that they get access to the best remote uh, online... Uh, Dave, uh, don't you think that would have leaked if there were content people that were ready to announce that they're going to be working with Apple? I mean, all these random, like, instruct Peloton can't even keep their own people quiet. Do you think that random instructors around the Maybe. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know that Jennifer time. Aniston and Steve Carell were going to be on an Apple uh, TV Plus program in advance. I mean, it's possible maybe that these are, celebrity instructors could keep their mouth shut, even though we see them tweeting a big announcement coming soon. Maybe you might be right, but, Dave. But, I mean, but, I don't know. Like I said, from the Apple front, though, this isn't even the headline. This, I mean, this is like fitness would be just a thing, one more service that they can add on. It eventually could be a part of a bundle that they offer, along with Plus and along with or Apple TV Plus, and along with uh, like you know the subscription you pay to have enough storage on your phone to back up all of your photos. The things that we're actually expecting this time of year is when the iPhone would normally be announced, but. All of the rumors are saying that the Apple iPhone 12 is going to be somewhat delayed. It's already apparently in mass production, but they're not ready to announce it because usually when they announce the phone, they have a, a launch date and an order date ready to go. And th that just isn't quite ready. So what we're really expecting the headlines for this is a new Apple Watch, which is going to be the uh, the Watch Series 6. We're expecting a lower cost SE version of the watch, or it could be called something else. Um, we're, we're expecting a new iPad Air 4 and a new iPad Pro, or not Pro, just an iPad 8, the lower cost non-Pro iPad. That's what we're expecting, hardware-wise. You're such an Apple family. Look, look at oh, this. Look at uh, this is their actual headquarters. And you know what? I, I learned that the last time they did a show like this, it was actual drone footage, not an animation. Oh, I love this. Oh, there's We've got to go there, Dave. Good morning and welcome. We are so pleased that you could join us today. One hour later. Everyone take care, stay safe, and have a great day. Well, what'd you guys think? Okay, that was wild, guys, because I had 1,200 call options on Peloton. I sold the biggest 400 of them, the $80 calls, before they announced anything before fitness was announced, because I just had a feeling that it wasn't going in the right direction, right when they were announcing fitness and it kind of seemed like it wasn't going in the right direction then, they weren't going to do a Peton deal, uh, I sold 400 of my 85s. And then last but not least, I sold my $490 calls when it was clear and it was really starting to dump at that point. I just got rid of them. I wish I would have held them because I sold those a little cheap. They've come back up a little bit, but not really. Um, so then I bought the puts, 900 puts. I sold 400 of the puts once I saw Peloton stabilizing, which is surprising. I'm surprised how well Peloton's doing here. No, no, yeah. Bucks. I mean, they, they, they uh, dropped on this, like, big news that Apple now has Fitness Plus and Peloton's not a part of it. But they've, like, more than – they've come back up, like, halfway from that uh, biggest point. Well, I think people, people understand. Yeah. Well, I think people are really rational. I think people are rational about all this, right? They knew – they knew Apple was going to come out with something, right? And it's not really a competing service because we know 
that uh, Peloton's bread and butter is still selling the equipment. Yeah. Right. And then uh, Apple's Jordan, not really in that space. It competes with their primary customer acquisition tool, which is getting yeah. people on digital first for twelve bucks a month. Apple's charging only six bucks, five or six or seven bucks a month, right? Yeah, I mean, I still seven. think Peloton has the best content. I mean, I, I can't imagine Apple competing with the Peloton content for um, for classes, though. I mean, I, yeah. I, I just, uh, and so do I you think see the, the crew they had on there. stage? Like, it like, do you think Pat, Apple's going to pull it off? Like, it no. didn't seem like. No, I, think, I feel like they weren't. It looked B minus. Are you serious? The no, they, they are not B minus. The person they had—that's oh, the wrong the one. The person Here's... they had presenting it was also B minus. These? Are you kidding? Apple yeah. is going to have and continue to acquire the best talent out there, just like they. I mean, if, if you if you want to, yes, if you're a fitness instructor, you probably would rather work for Peloton just because they've been at it longer and they have the they have a bigger user base. But over time. If Apple does this right, I think Apple Fitness could take over Peloton. You can you can do bike rides on any brand bike, wearing your watch as your sensor, and everything's cool. It's good to go. Whether you have a Peloton no, you know, or a Nordic Track or any number metrics. of brands, you don't get the power metric. No, you don't get the power metric integrated in, which is a huge deal. Um, you can't like. There's no way that Apple can actually do with any random bike. Um, the level of integration that they've got with Peloton, especially now that Peloton can auto adjust up and down your uh, your resistance. And so it's about community. Listen, Dave, it's about community. It, and yep. Nobody is going to care about the weird. You know, Apple's at a place where Facebook went and Google went. and at, I mean, you get to a point where it's just not cool to be part of the Facebook, you know, it's or the Apple community, fitness community. There's that will never have. That will never have a cool factor. Look what they, Dave, did they bury Spotify with Apple Music? Hell no. Spotify has only grown as a result of Apple Music, yeah. right? It's no, like, that's true. And and, it, and Apple has it, it, had missteps. Apple's not a perfect company. Yeah. They, you know, they actually tried to start a, well, everyone has tried to start a uh, social network. They, they tried to set, start one around music and... That never took off. You, you never hear of it anymore. But it turned into Apple Music. I've never as a heard service. of it in the first place. Well, I mean, it, it was it was yeah. five eight years ago. Yeah, I I feel like there is a window where companies can occasionally pull in and dominate a space that's dominated by a smaller company, the way Instagram did with Stories and kind of slaughtered Snapchat with their stories. But that's very rare these days. That's like the exception to the rule more than the rule. I think what this does is it actually validates subscription-based home fitness, okay? Because Apple is going to start marketing this, and then people are going to look at it and be like, well, do I do Apple, or I just go ahead and do the Peloton? If everyone's talking about this, and Apple's talking about this, and it's a thing now, well, should I do the best? The one all my friends are on, and all my coworkers are on, and all, everybody, all the cool people in my life that I follow on Instagram, and everyone's talking about, or... Do I do the other one? And Apple will get a lot of people. They'll get a lot of people. But I think, Dave, it's not about stealing pieces of the pie. It's about making the pie itself, which is very small right now, really big. And then Apple gets a chunk yeah. of it and Peloton wins. Absolutely. Too, I think right? I think they both they both will win because Apple like you say, Apple is just validating what Peloton's doing and You'll have you'll have friends who use Peloton. You'll have a network that you like. Right now, you can share your workouts. I'm sure that that integration is going to be even more powerful once they have actual guided workouts. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. This is, I tried to pull all of these summary slides that they uh, that they put up at the end of each of these segments so that we can we can take a look at 
what they're actually talking about. So they're, Apple is doing 10 workouts to start everything from uh, yoga and dance. And they had a whole, they had a whole bunch. Um, you know, the funny thing, Dave, there's so many apps that do this. Like there's literally dozens of apps that do this right now. Like you can, and, and they all have like, you can get your local, like, there's just so many, right, that offer all this stuff. It's cr- All the gyms are getting it. They do. And and will that be, and, that, and that's the question, is it going to be enough to differentiate Apple where they're now doing Peloton-style trainer-led things instead of all those apps are like a robot teaching how to do it or, a, you know, so they licensed some existing training thing and loaded it into an app. I feel like Apple is going to do it nice you know they're gonna they're gonna put production into it you saw how uh, how much time and effort they put into a product announcement video that looked like you know the best infomercial you've ever seen cycling dance treadmill walk run strength core hit mindful cool downs nick nick white nick white just had a great comment nike premium is free right now you're honestly telling me you trust apple over nike for fitness content like they're they have a free version of it and nobody does it because it's like it's not you know, it's just people want to do the thing that everybody else is talking about. They want to follow the buzz. It's not 1992, it's 2020. And that's how the human brain works in 2020. People want, they want to feel part of something that's cool, that's, you know, on trend, that all their friends are doing, you know, that their family, their coworkers are doing. Like, they want to feel connected in that way. And perhaps Apple yeah, could all, be all Apple is doing like is that. selling random core workouts for 10 bucks a month that people are going to try out and then bail out on. With Peloton, yep. there's actually stickiness. There's full on, you invested in the bike. Like, you had to talk yourself into spending two grand to buy a bike and the first year subscription with Peloton. So you're going to stick with it. But the, yeah. the okay, so you you buy into it. I totally get that. That is the whole yeah. Amazon strategy. Once you've bought into Prime, you're going to shop more on Amazon. Once you've spent thousands of dollars on equipment that's you know collecting dust in your uh, basement, you're you're going to probably want to keep the subscription going for it. But Apple has all the other services, and we've been waiting for forever for Apple to actually announce the Apple One service, which they did today, and Apple One. While it's not actually one, there's a bunch of different plans and pricing and tiers and things like that. <laughs> kind of a little bit off on the uh, on the. You should have called it the Apple Three. Uh, the Apple. I mean, there's so many permeations of this thing, but the basic level of it is you you get music, and TV, and some level of iCloud storage and arcade, in the individual package. You get the family package that has the same thing shared among the family for just a few bucks more. And then the premiere package adds news and fitness, right? 30 bucks a month compared to the yeah. pricing on this uh, individual is uh, 10 bucks a month. They'll do they'll do okay with that, but I I think it I think it does the one thing it does is it validates and I love it it validates it because now when Apple's doing it all of a sudden this is no longer a thing that people are gonna just do for this year during the pandemic and everyone's gonna go back to the gym no Apple's saying this is the future now you know hedge funds and Wall Street and investors and all of the above they're gonna go okay this is a thing so who's the leader in the thing the leader in the thing is peloton what, right? what is what does peloton yeah, announce yeah, at their really event surprised they didn't just get access to the best content that's already out there with a huge library of yeah. content which is peloton i mean it, it, just, it blows my mind i think they made a mistake yeah well you know apple tends to do stuff like this yeah. and it doesn't always work but it, it's 
It's fine. I think it's fine. Apple wants to do it. It's totally fine. They'll see how it works. They're getting their feet wet in this market. It's a great, I think it's a great thing long-term for Peloton. It just might have an, it, it's making it more competitive to get those top of the funnel people. That's the only issue for Peloton. Um, it's an issue. I'm looking right now. Did, did I mean, Peloton announce anything of note in their event so far? I mean, from what I've heard, and I didn't watch the event, from what I can tell, it's most the biggest thing that they announced is that they're going to be expanding to multiple markets or into new markets. Um, there was no time frame, uh, but they also just kind of like reannounced their new products and the Apple uh, Watch integration. They're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm guys. I'm really happy because I made most of that money that I lost on uh, Peloton when I got out of those other options. I, I mean, I didn't lose money. I, I had a million in gains. I lost like 450 of it. I made like almost basically that back, right? So I made the, I kind of made that 450 back this morning on the Peloton. So I'm in a good place. I have my Peloton shares. I have a little bit of a hedge on like 120K hedge uh, in case Peloton reacts badly when the news, you know the news is gonna come out tonight, right guys? Everyone's gonna be like, oh, Apple's getting into fitness. It's bad for Peloton. We'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see if Peloton reacts negatively yeah. or not tomorrow. There'll be a little news cycle story out of it, but so far we've seen that Peloton had an immediate dramatic reaction to the downside and has all but recovered. Recovered. So were you too quick to uh, to sell your calls and go short? Uh, so for me, it's about risk management, right? I had a crazy amount of money on the table. It's our, I, I'm not going to try to predict what's going to happen. I had that money on the table because I thought there was a small chance other being a partnership. And when the partnership didn't materialize, I'm yep. out. I have a Peton position that I'm comfortable with yep. long term. Uh, that's not this position. This is a short trade on a specific scenario. The second the scenario doesn't play out, I must exit that trade. Totally. Period. That's what I do. Uh, I also put a little bit of a, a hedge on. Uh, and, and quite honestly, I'll, if, I, if I'm comfortable tomorrow, if it looks like uh, Peton's not going to react badly, I'll pull that hedge out. Even if I lose, you know, whatever it is, I'll pull the hedge off. And I think there's a lot of people, a lot of funds, big funds. I told you last week, I was shocked when Peloton dropped as much as it did. I think the reason why it dropped is because there was obviously information out there. It's not hard to get if you're a hedge fund that... Apple's releasing a fitness product to compete directly with Peloton. That information was obviously in the right hands, and people were shorting the yep. stock. Now people are going to have to cover if Peloton doesn't drop tomorrow. Uh, beyond that, I think this is the point where funds that want to build a big position in Peloton, where the price estimates are ranging from between what 110 and 130 bucks a share now yep. on Wall Street. It's ridiculous. So it's like the, 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 everything is set for Peloton to recover slowly, um, and we'll see. Let's okay. just pull this stock chart back to the beginning of the day. As of close yesterday, both companies are up. Apple up 3.6%. Uh, or is that 4 point? Why are there so many uh, lines here? I can't tell. Peloton up 3%. Apple up either 3 or 4%. The, some of the things that Apple did announce, though, that uh, I was... I mean, they really didn't announce anything that I was uh, not expecting. It, right off the bat, they said that this is going to be a watch and iPad event. We we kind of knew that they were not going to introduce iPhones, but there was. That would have been the the one more thing special, like we're going to give you a preview or something. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't do that, you know. I mean, he's not. He doesn't. Do Jobs that. didn't even do that towards the end. He didn't really do any good. One more. As soon things, as one more thing know? became expected, they had to stop doing one more thing. Right. Uh, but yeah. Tim did say yeah, that healthcare totally. providers and insurance companies are now offering the Apple Watch directly. That's kind of an interesting uh, twist. And uh, 
the the main the, the Apple Watch innovations. It's always interesting. They they add one more sensor. They add some new face designs. They add the new band that you that you can no longer uh, unbuckle. It's now just a stretchy band. Are, I don't I don't know if that's a huge innovation. But... Uh, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. I mean, it, I, but I love how Apple. Yeah. I love how they make everything a big deal. It's it's laughable, but it's fun. I mean, uh, you got to do but it. But some right? of the some of the big right. innovations on the Series Six that that makes me want to get it is like I did, I skip I kind of skip every other generation of watch. So I skipped the one that has the always on display. Uh, the new always on display is two and a half times brighter than the old always on display. Um, sleep tracking. Yeah, I think I'll pro- I'll probably bite on this one. I'm still rolling the Apple Watch three, so this is probably the upgrade cycle that. What I'll do you take. use for an uh, for an altimeter now for your writing, Jordan? For my writing, so everything is. I've got a um, Wahoo um, cycling computer that does everything. Got it. So, but. This yeah. new watch has that altimeter. So I actually altimeter. don't use my Apple Watch for cycling. I don't even wear it when I go really? cycling. The only thing that I wear, I've got this ID brand, this ID bracelet, so that if I, uh, I'm unconscious, they know who to call. <laughs> would you start wearing it uh, now that it has oxygen and altimeter, and it would detect if you crashed and send alert to your uh, to your whoever you want to alert? Yeah, I might. I might. Can we New can chips, we uh, faster chips dual dual core processor I mean it's a, it's a good watch and the Dave, price point on the series 6 starting at 399 that's Dave can we do our one I'm more thing it. I think I think people deserve our one more thing cuz it's it's a lot more exciting than the one more thing we didn't get from Apple Yeah we can do it what or what is your one more thing Are you're talking about you know you're talking it is. about it's our premiere Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, guys, you've got to watch this with us. Please, I want to I want to hear what you think about it because, honestly, I think it's it's a really cool, fun edit. And, is it, um, is it uh, ready to go? Is it scheduled? It's ready to go. They said it was ready to go. It says queued up, ready to go on the youtube.com forward slash dumb money. If you guys would kind of open up a youtube.com forward slash Open up a separate tab. Leave us, leave well. us on right now. I'm just I'm just looking to yeah, see leave us on right what now, but, we have um, here as a yes. It is actually scheduled to go live in eleven minutes, so we can we can count down together. We have eleven minutes. Okay. It's a, it's okay. going to be well, one one thirty. Should we? It's not it's not a premiere, but about... it is going to go live. So we want everyone to watch it right at the beginning because you know what that does? It tells YouTube that look at all this. People are jumping to this video because it must be so amazing. <laughs> and honestly, it was like days and days of work. We had the problem was we thought we wanted to pull some footage from the last live episode. We had we retaped a whole new thing just for this episode. What happened was it was it was when I ordered the drink and we were live streaming to like it, that was the earnings call, right? We were doing the the Peloton's yeah. Peloton earnings call, and I had so many browsers open that my encoder started slowing down. So I had to stop. No, and you tried to you tried to bring in the uh, the that's winner right. too, yeah. right? I think that's what really we gave you away down. a Peloton, and we wanted to bring him yeah. in, so you could see and hear that we were actually giving this to a real person, and uh, that 
kind of just destroyed the show, which means the recorded version that I'm recording to my hard drive was also choppy, as was the the live version. So we we basically redid the whole thing off the air. So this is all brand new, and we actually had some things that we didn't include in when we talked about it live because we're not ever actually prepared or scripted or know what we're going to talk about. So this is this is going to be a good one. Charlie D'Amelio. What, dude, Duncan. Dan's getting destroyed today, which is kind of interesting because New Jersey put out a pretty solid report yesterday. I'm trying to figure – I haven't looked at the news. Um, you know, I'm down to 30,000 shares. I, I sold 10,000, thank goodness, in the 20s. But I'm down to my kind of base scan position. Man, what is – why would it be down that much? Let's see. It boggles my mind that New Jersey had a 100% year-over-year growth. People were saying the same thing that I was thinking, and Gan's down. It's – Interesting. They're saying in the comments that Apple's going to destroy Peloton and that I need to get a more powerful computer. I literally have the most powerful computer that Apple makes as far... Well, not that crazy $30,000 desktop version, but it's the most powerful 16-inch brand new uh, MacBook Pro. This is my old MacBook Pro. I'm thinking if I... If I ever need to do something where I'm encoding more than four things at the same time, I'm going to do it on the separate computer and do like a an NDI feed from one to the other so that I'm not taxing the graphics card as much. I think the iMac Pro is the other option that you could do that's more powerful. I could do that, yeah. Have you seen yeah. that? But yeah. then I have to have this whole monitor thing and then I, know. When I want to get I know. rid of it and so, upgrade. So guys, by the way, I didn't tell you about a trade I made. I bought Tesla options today, calls, uh, expiring on Friday. The thesis there being that, you know, Tesla's down, but I think I think we're going to see a pre-battery day pop, right? I, I know everyone's expecting it, but I think Tesla's a stock where even when you expect it, it kind of happens because it's so retail-driven. So I feel like we will potentially, if the market stabilizes or stays stabilized between now and next week, I think we get a continued uh, pre-battery day pop. I don't know if I want to own these options through battery day. I might pick up some new options on Friday for next week and then exit that option, that lever position on Tesla prior to battery day starting. But, yeah, I, I feel like it, they're going to have they're going to have a little test. Tesla's been down and out, right? The last few weeks, it, it has recovered some, but it's been generally down and out. And I think we can potentially get a little more pop going into battery day. It's highly speculative. Right, guys, I hate to do this, but I'm on vacation and I'm... Oh, we did, we did forget to mention the, the reason for your nice scenic background is you, uh, you, you are at a lake house. That's right. So, yeah, you should definitely... Um, it is... Uh... Yeah, the lake. Dude, that's nice, man. That's Arkansas, right, man? Arkansas, yeah. But I'm gonna bounce so I can uh, spend some time with the fam. Cool. Well, we we are Dude, going to stick around for seven fine. more minutes because we do have another video that we need you to, all to tune in to see. But we're going to keep this entertaining in the meantime. Jordan, thank you for your time today. You stuck around way longer than you right, thought. We didn't know that we were going to live stream this event. By the way, during the event, I changed yeah. the title and thumbnail for this video, calling it the Apple live stream. So I'm going to have to break this, I guess, into two episodes for the replay. I don't know. Guys, right. any uh, any questions? Uh, yeah, of course, I have, I have Tesla See you, shares, guys, too. I mean, later, Jordan. Have a fun time, man. Uh, any questions for us and any of our positions, anything else going on? Yeah, I do have Tesla shares. I haven't sold those. I did reduce my Tesla position by 50%. Uh, but I still have Tesla long. Uh, just caught a monster short on Piton. Is Piton coming down again? Is that what he's saying? Oh yeah, Piton's coming down again. Okay, that that's why I had a little bit of protection there. How are how are how are you doing in, in the 
trades that you've made today, are you, are they up? Are they down? Where, where do you stand? I'm out, man. I, I so I had 1,200 calls, dude, and I sold them most of them at the very peak, the most expensive ones at the peak. <laughs> and then I kind of cashed them coming down. But yeah, I'm I'm out, dude. Uh, Peloton for the day, guys. I'm not sad. It's just it's just been <laughs> it's just been a long, long, long few days researching, man. I've been researching uh, propane, dude. <laughs> and Peloton. You know, Peloton. I've been giving Chris such a hard time about this propane trade. He wanted that to be the main topic that we talked about. I just couldn't do it. There's too much Nikola news going on. There's too much going on. And I mean, we never even talked about, we I never talked about TikTok. I love, I love the Nikola store. We, we, uh, guys, we're not, I've done, we do look at hurricane trades. We told that hurricane, we specialize in hurricane trades. Um, but I could not find any right now in that corridor where this hurricane was landing. You know, I, I literally pulled up every publicly traded company in Louisiana, and there were some possibilities, but nothing there that I thought was meaningful. The hurricanes that we specialize in are the South Florida Cat 4 or larger. That's when it gets really exciting for a hurricane trade. I hate saying exciting. It gets terrible for humanity. It gets, but, yeah, no, it gets trade, intriguing right. when it comes to what it could do for various stocks that are in the air. And, the, the you know Florida and also just the Gulf Coast really and anytime something really yeah. big is coming, we have they have to prepare and board up their windows. We have to prepare and get our stock portfolios like because we could be hurt. We could be we could make money. We could lose money, and we always want to be on the money making side of that transaction. By the way, guys, we have four minutes and counting. Just stick with us for four minutes for this premiere. You'll love it. Uh, on the old channel, and yes, I have DocuSign. Doc, DocuSign is one of my very biggest holdings. I've had. I bought it. Remember when we were at lunch, yeah. Dave, a year ago, roughly. Yes. I was. You thought I, I very was distinctly crazy. remember was like, you buying DocuSign, me not getting it right away. I actually have been in and out of DocuSign at various points in my uh, life. I'm in big right now. I love DocuSign. Guys, it's one of those that when it pulled back, I wanted to buy more. I, I just I didn't have enough cash on the sidelines. Guys, I went in, this is no joke. I did like a 10-day deep dive into DocuSign last summer where all I did all day, all night was just study DocuSign. Kind of like I did with Peloton earlier this year. I was, I thought I was going crazy. Cause like, and then I, like I, we went to lunch and with Dave and Jordan and I spent the whole lunch talking about DocuSign. You probably thought I was nuts, Dave, right? Like I was like, guys, it's not just about the e-signature. They are going to take over document management for the entire world. And like, Absolutely. Right? I was like, uh, everything, and it's, like, it's the direction really, everything's going. And you, you're, it is, it's a stock that there's nobody else really. I mean, you have Hello Sign or whatever. There's, there's little competitors, but really, they're, yeah. DocuSign's treating it like enterprise, the way Adobe yes. did with uh, all of their creative cloud apps. And Adobe also with their Adobe, uh, what do you call it? Adobe PDF Acrobat. Yep. That, that they have the potential of being a major document storage cloud solution. But DocuSign really got in there and was aggressive and, and got those enterprise clients early. Dave, so we were at that lunch, you know, me being as frugal as I am, I'm like trying to shave a dollar off the bill by what I ordered this combination plate at an Italian restaurant from the 80s. 
And I've made almost seven figures in DocuSign since that day. Could you believe that? Almost seven figures wow. in the last year on DocuSign. That's and like that's when people go, hey, like why do you spend ten, like why would I do ten days deep dive? That's what I need to do to get the conviction. I looked into every single DocuSign competitor, and I thought there was real enterprise social art there because I was essentially looking at what people were paying and uh, saying in the enterprise space on technologist message boards about document management. And there was absolutely social ARB to be done, not like we normally do it with consumer stuff on Twitter, but social ARB in that kind of technology space. They were all talking about how they were like maneuvering over to this document management stuff and everything was going to be digitized. And quite honestly, DocuSign was the only company that was really investing heavily in that that space right and so i was like God, i don't know how they lose here i really don't adobe can come in like they, you know there's companies that can come in and try to compete but they're so far behind yeah. right with in that world and they're not focused on it the way docusign is so i i just i love that i love that trade okay we're we're, we're one minute time, out what i'm gonna do so we still have more than uh 900 people watching so stick with us i'm going to share a link through the live chat to our new video. So wait, and as soon as it's live, I'm going to share that link and then we're gonna all go there and watch it together at the same time. So I'm going to tell you to make sure you do all the things, which is uh, subscribe, hit the bell if you haven't already, uh, like this if you haven't already, listen to our podcast, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, do all the things. Oh, I have a new video on Hey There Dave here dropping probably today or tomorrow. So you definitely should subscribe there also. And uh, it looks like we are now at the uh, 130 mark. So I'm going to share this out into the world. And here is the link to our premiere video. This is the Charlie D'Amelio, Dunkin' Donuts uh, collab. And it is, it is a, it's an awesome fire video. You got it. You got to go watch it. So here is the link. And thank you guys so much for watching. We are Dumb Money. We will see you. What day is today? Tuesday? We'll see you. Are we, are we doing this Thursday? Gosh. I, have I don't to know. I'm worn out. Maybe. We have to do something <laughs> Thursday. Yeah. We'll All figure right. it out. We'll see you on Thursday. Go, go watch that video. Mm.